This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Woman and Money Empowerment Show. My name is Yulin Lee, and I am your host. In these episodes, you will hear my heart-to-heart conversations with women from all walks of life, sharing their wisdom and their journey to success. I hope through these stories, you will find inspirations and affirmation that ordinary people like you and me, we can achieve extraordinary results and live an extraordinary life. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome, welcome, Mary. I am so happy you're joining me today on the Woman and Money Empowerment Show. I'm so excited for us to be chatting today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, the reason uh, I'm excited is because of the topic that we're going to be going to deeper um, conversations. And, And it's also something that I believe is essential and a key aspect of who we are and how we are being. Mm. And and that is a very, very um, influential uh, factor in this whole topic of empowerment, right? And because my show is all about, you know, woman, money and empowerment. And so I believe this topic that we're going to be discussing, which is a boundary, um, has a huge effect on are we being self-empowered? You know, how do we become self-empowered? And so um, I'm very excited about this topic. Uh, but before we dive deeper... I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience and so they know who is Mary Brown. For sure. Thanks so much. Um, Well, I'm Mary Brown. I'm known as the Boundaries Coach. And that means that I specialize in helping women have better boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I live in Northern Colorado, in Fort Collins, Colorado. I've got three kiddos. Um, I got a little white dog. And um, yeah, I love all things related to boundaries. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm excited to be here. Great, great. So how did you uh, become a boundary coach? If you don't yeah. mind sharing yet, that, that journey. Sure. So my personal journey was that I grew up in a big, huge family. We had five boys, four girls, two parents, and zero boundaries. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so we did things like big families do, like you know, wear each other's clothes and eat off each other's plates and sign each other's report cards (laughs) sometimes. And um, we also in my family, when someone was upset, we were taught to stop what we're doing and go see about them and stay with them until we made them feel better. Mm -hmm. And I was not a child that was often upset, but I was a child that had to go see about people. Mm -hmm. And so I learned really early how to understand what people were feeling and what they were thinking and what they needed. And that was the good side of it. But the not so good side of it was I learned to be responsible for other people's feelings. And Mm. so I became a people pleaser really early on and I was really good at it. And um, when I got to college, I met a boy who liked me and he wanted to get married and he asked me to marry him. And I said, yeah, because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, (laughs) and um a few years later we were you know kind of figuring out this marriage thing and the advice that i had received was to put his needs first and do everything i could to make him happy and try my best to take care of him and i was really good at putting his needs first and did everything i could do could think of to make him happy and 
he was also really good at putting his needs first. And so, <laughs> and so it didn't really work. And I ended up feeling some resentment towards him. Lots of kind of layers of resentment towards him because of my people pleasing. And then when I had my first child, I was kind of taken aback by how precious this baby was and how the child just came to earth valuable. And I had some time in the hospital with him and I remember thinking like, like, first of all, did I just get the best one or is everybody come, <laughs> come to earth valuable? And I decided I believed that everyone did, that everyone came to earth valuable and that we all have the same value. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. What about me? Like, mm -hmm. was I also born valuable? Mm -hmm. And of course, I came to the conclusion, yes, that I was born valuable. Um, and, I, and I had been hustling for my worth this whole time. Mm -hmm. And once I understood that I was born valuable, I knew I needed to change the way that I was treating myself and the way I was allowing other people to treat me. And I left the baby, I left the hospital with a week old baby and that shift started. And I wish I could say it was like fast and easy, but <laughs> it hardly ever is. <laughs> right, right. For, for any kind of major shifts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had first I had to kind of figure out like, what do I even like? What do I want? What do I need? I was so disconnected from myself as a human mm -hmm. that it took me some time to even figure out what I would, how to decide what my boundaries would be right. and get to that place of empowerment so that I could make decisions around my boundaries right. and do it with confidence and do it with love. And then the next step was I needed to learn how to talk about it because once I knew what I wanted to say, I didn't have the language or the tools to communicate mm. <laughs> other than like a defiant teenager, right? Which didn't feel good. So I had to really practice those communication tools. And then I also, after I learned how to say it, I needed to figure out how to follow through and really have self-care. So that's kind of the personal journey. I've got a professional side journey as well. Mm -hmm. um, because I was so good at taking care of people. Yeah. <laughs> I became a social worker and a social work manager. And I just noticed how the caseworkers that I was supervising were burning out so fast and that the difference between the ones who really could manage their stress and show up with confidence and have self-care and have hard conversations and um, stay in mm -hmm. the profession were the ones who had boundaries and so i created a coaching program for them i hired a bunch of coaches and then i was kind of disappointed because i would rather have been the coach and so that was my first clue mm -hmm. and then i decided once i had my last child about six years ago um i took some time off to really explore not just what i could do but what i was called to do what i was meant to do and what i knew what my skill set was but i wanted to kind of be more introspective about what my um, what my unique talents and gifts were. And through some, you know, like journaling and prayer and asking hard questions of myself, I came to this conclusion that I was the boundaries coach. And then I remember thinking, okay, I'll Google boundaries coach. And there were no jobs available. And I had this kind of wrestle with the universe and the Lord about like, I'm trying to do what you're telling me down here, but you don't understand how it works. This isn't a real job. <laughs> so then I had to, 
to build it, to open it. You realize you have to create your own job. I had to create it myself. Yeah. So I just uh, started a business and, um, and it's been amazing. It's the best job in the whole world. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I think what you just shared really resonated with, you know, what we actually both said, and that is, uh, this whole thing around boundary is really part of who we are and the way of being and how we show up every day, you know, as an individual and how we show up to the world, to, you know, the people around us. And so, um, you know, as much as oftentimes people, you know, want tips, they want answers, quick answers to solve their certain problems. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of times it's really about starting with working on ourselves first. And, and until we um, fix that, we're just pa- doing the patches. But once we really go inward and build that self-confidence and build that self-respect and self-love, uh, then we show up better. And a lot of these, you know, whether it's a conf- you know, boundary issue or lack of confidence issue, they just kind of falls away because we are showing up as a different person. So thank you so much for sharing that journey because I, I think a lot of people can probably relate to that or something similar to that, uh, that many of us, you know, at some point in our lifetime, uh, we are probably um, wanting to please people because at the end of the day, we're social beings. Yes. So how was somebody, you know, being a, um, a boundary coach, mm-hmm. how would somebody know that, oh, I need to go see a boundary coach? Mm, good question. So I have the best clients, first of all. They are the nicest people. They care about others. They're hardworking. They want to be accommodating. And some ways that you might know that you might have a boundary problem or need some coaching around boundaries are somebody asks you or mentions or suggests about self-care and you say something like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So the idea of like adding self-care to your already full schedule could be a sign that you might need some some boundaries coaching. Um, The other thing is that sometimes we have relationships with people that we love Mm -hmm. and we have some deep seated resentment Mm -hmm. for even good people, even that people we love. Mm -hmm. We may or may not want to acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. but we kind of feel a little bit like taken advantage of um and we want to speak up we want to be able to like communicate in those moments of discomfort but we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings we don't want anyone to feel bad we just want everyone around us to be happy Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. we're sometimes we're so good at taking care of other people that they don't even have to ask us like Mm -hmm. we are meeting their needs before they even ask us for what they want to do or what they need and um it's like our job like people who struggle with boundaries it's like they make it a job to take care of other people's needs and um most of the time they're successful at it but they feel exhausted and they might have some reason yeah so exhausted it's exhausting Mm -hmm. right they're busy 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 oftentimes Mm -hmm. they feel like their calendar is just the problem right there's just not enough hours in the day they've just got right. so much to do and not enough time to do it with right um, yeah. and it's because they're trying to take care of everybody and everything and so they don't have any time left over for themselves 
Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, I think that's probably so common for a lot of people. You know, the the the, the thing that you mentioned, like, you know, if somebody says, no time for that. <laughs> um, I hear that all the time in the area of money and finance as well for a lot of people where they, you know, they would come to me and say, hey, I would really like to spend some time working on my finances. I really like to feel better about my financial future. I would really like to feel more sense of security around my financial future. But when it comes to, okay, well, actually sitting down, doing the work or allocating time for that, their decision ended up being, well, I got to take care of these other things first. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time for that right now. I need to take care of these other things. I'll get back to it later. Right. But the reality is, until we actually make it a priority, we'll never come back for it. We would make, yes. make time for it because we were, we're always going to be short on time. But at the same time, you know, the irony is we're actually never short on time. Mm -hmm. What we're lacking is the priority. And that priority is based on, you know, what's most important to you. And so if, if your priorities are always taking care of other things in life, and not taking care of your financial future, then that's the result. Yes. So, and I, I agree. Like I say, busyness is a mindset, right? And it reminds me of a time when, um, when my teenagers were younger and I got a call from the school that one of them was in the nurse's office and need to be picked up, right? And kind of working mom, right? I said, okay, okay, I'll come get, you know, them. And then... I hung up the phone and I'm embarrassed now to say my first thought was I do not have time for this today mm -hmm. and I was mad I was mad at the kid for being sick I was mad at the nurse for calling me telling me I had to come get my kid I was mad at the other kids for showing up to school sick and getting my kids sick and their parents for sending them to school with sick kids right the whole thing I was just like ordinary about it and I'm embarrassed that I felt that way, that I thought that way, I felt that way. And I'm sure that I didn't show up the way that I would like to, that would be in alignment with my values in that moment. And um, a couple of years ago, after I'd done some of my own work around boundaries and, and mindset of busyness, I remember getting a call and my child had... Um, he was working and he needed some stitches and um, the employer called and said, he's okay, but we're going to take him over to the emergency room and can you meet us over there? And, you know, I said, well, let me talk to him. I just wanted to hear his voice, make sure he's okay, you know? So I talked to him and I, and I head over to the emergency room and, and I remember thinking, taking a deep breath and intentionally thinking, I have exactly the right amount of time for this today. Mm -hmm. that this is what this is how I want to show up for this kid in this moment mm -hmm. right I want my child and anyone that I love and trust to know that they can call me and that I would choose to be there for them in that moment right and he needs to get stitches and he was okay and I just rescheduled one call and you know kind of got him situated and I felt really good about that and that did feel like alignment for me and so Yes, I agree that sometimes we choose not to make things a priority, 
But I also think we have to treat ourselves with some compassion. You know, it's not like I'm going to judge myself that, you know, I didn't prioritize the things that I wanted to prioritize, right? I think that sometimes we just have to slow down and like be intentional about how do we want to show up in right, these situations, right. right? And I think that the key words here of what you just said is about intentionally making a decision, mm-hmm. right? Of what you choose to do mm-hmm. and what you choose not to do. Yes. And understanding the implications of those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, again, I think, like you said, oftentimes it's because our life has get, gotten faster and faster and faster that we just, we don't, we're like, we're like a robot, like mm-hmm. in so many ways, we're becoming a robot, you know, we're just going through the rhythm every day. And really what we're needing more and more now, especially with the technology advancing so fast, is we need to intentionally to slower ourselves down mm-hmm. so that we can have more of these reflective moments and looking inward and say, am I in alignment with myself uh, in the choices that I'm making? And that in turn, you know, producing the certain results for our boundaries in our lives. Absolutely. Life. Yes, I agree. And the formal definition of boundaries is deciding what you will and will not participate in. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, I like to use an informal definition sometimes in my work with women and it's by Brene Brown and she says, what's okay for me and what's not okay for me, right? So I get to help women and empower them to decide like, what am I willing to participate in and what am I not willing to participate in and what, how do I want to show up and what is okay for me and what's not okay for me? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? But I think you're right that the intentionality and the slowing down to decide is that takes time and that takes intention and that takes some confidence to be able to know, like, I get to decide what's okay for me and you get to decide what's okay for you. Right. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so how do somebody, if someone's aware mm-hmm. that they have a challenge with lacking boundaries, mm-hmm. how do people start creating boundaries for themselves? Oh, well, the foundation of boundaries, as we discussed, is around self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem. And the work of boundaries is really three steps. First, you decide what you're willing to participate in and what you're not willing to participate in. Second, you discuss it, you have a conversation, you communicate, and I teach easy ways to have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And then the third step is following through. And those if-then statements about this is how I'm going to show up for me and really having self-care. And it works like a charm. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Well, so as you're talking about these three steps, it reminds me of like the the typical scenarios that I hear Mm -hmm. uh, in the clients that I work with is oftentimes uh, with parents and kids Mm -hmm. because as parents we want to give our kids the best in the world Mm -hmm. everything that we have to offer right Mm -hmm. and so it could be as little as on the daily basis just you know i have clients that that tells me you know yeah my, my my kids buy stuff on amazon and and doordash and um you know, whatever, like they're just going out and 
it, it seems like there's no limit to it mm-hmm. because we don't want to limit them mm-hmm. in how they can experience good life. Mm-hmm. And maybe in this moment, money, you know, there's plenty of money to go around. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the, at the, at, you know, on the other hand, I think the implication is what kind of kids are we raising, you know, for the next generation in terms of the value of money, in terms of the value of work. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, and then, you know, the, the, the bigger decisions are, you know, should I pay for their college tuitions? Should yes. I take out a home loan, you know, equity line of credit out of my house because I do have a lot of equity in my house? Should I take that money out or some of that money out and pay for my kids' college tuition? I often hear people make those decisions, you know, try to make those decisions. You know, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? Right. And and just listening to um, these three steps, I, I think it could be very helpful for people in that they themselves decide, number one, as a parent, what kind of money value system I want to pass on as a legacy for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for them to understand about money, like money doesn't just show up. I mean, right. there, there's an exchange for things. And so whether it's with your labor, your knowledge, your whatever you have to offer in an exchange for the reward that you get for whatever you offer. And that's what money is. It's just a tool for an exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so for the parent to decide whether they do they have to pay for the college tuition? Is that part of their value system? And there's no judgment here, right or wrong. Um, but making that conscious decision as opposed to more like a going around as a default. Yes. Yes. And then, and then once they make the decision to actually have these conversations with kids, mm-hmm. their kids, because, you know, again, I'm thinking, you know, listening to your three steps and I'm thinking, how would my clients or people out there, people that I work with could apply these three steps in their scenario. So the second step would be starting to have conversations with their kids about money, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's teaching them on the day-to-day spending through allowances or whether it's a discussion on college tuition, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I don't have extra savings. You know, I, all I have is the equity in my house, but that's what I'm going to live on, you know, Mm -hmm. for my retirement. And so that conversation uh, needs to have, needs to take place because I have also come into contact with uh, people, you know, their college experience where their parents didn't pay for their their tuition and there's certain resentment to that. Mm -hmm. And probably because there was never a conversation around Mm -hmm. that, that the fact that maybe they can afford it or even if they can afford it at that moment, what would that cost look like for the parents going, you know, further Mm-hmm. So, so, and then following through that. So I, I, I really want to thank you for outlining the three steps, because again, I'm thinking on one hand, we're empowering people to work on themselves and to be, become a better, bigger person um, to do more in this world, but then also on the more specific steps. You know, these are very concrete tools that you're offering people to, to apply in their life. Yes, for sure. So I see money as a resource similar to time, right? So time, money, energy, right? That those are resources that we get to decide our boundaries around. Like, will I spend my money on this? Will I not spend my money on this? Is this something that I'm going to participate in or not participate in? What's okay for me? What's not okay for me? Um, 
And that's really kind of a resource boundary. So we have, and it's a personal boundary, right? It's not like a boundary in a relationship. It's a boundary about our resources. Mm -hmm. And again, there's, I agree with you, there's no right or wrong, but the intention will serve you well, right? Mm -hmm. And when we have children, um, it's a little bit different than kind of peer-to-peer boundaries in a relationship because we do have stewardship over our children. We have responsibility for their growth and development. And um, we do have, you know, that responsibility to help them to learn and to grow and to teach them and to provide for them. And so um, it's a little bit of a difference of like a power dynamic than if it was like, you know, sisters or husband and wife or friends or colleagues, right? Because you do have some responsibility over your children. Um, But there's a big difference between boundaries and rules that I want to explain. And so boundaries are for me. My boundaries are for me. I get to decide what I'm willing to participate in and what I'm not willing to participate in. Mm -hmm. And I don't set boundaries on other people or for other people. That's a misconception out there. Mm -hmm. So my boundaries are not for you or someone else or my child. They're just for me. So Mm -hmm. I get to decide In this case, how do I spend my money, right? And rules are different. Rules are for people in groups. Rules are for everybody. Rules are, um, this is how we're going to live together and how we're going to coexist. And I, families need to have rules. Groups Mm -hmm. of people need to have rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Culture, we need to have rules as a society, the land we live in we need to have rules this is how these are agreements that as people we're going to keep these agreements together for the cohesion of the group and and we have to both when we're parents we have to have both we have to have rules like in my family everyone in my family knows that this these are kind of the the rules and the expectations and the consequences right we need to have clear around that um and those rarely change occasionally maybe right depending on the child's age or whatever but my boundaries are for me and I get to decide like I am completely empowered to decide what my boundaries are for me right so I could go out and I don't know like drive my car crazy and run into somebody right but there's rules in my country that say you run into somebody you're responsible for you know the damages there and it's going to cost money and it might, you know, cost you your freedom and, you know, all of those things, right? So we have rules as a community. Um, But my boundaries, right, I get to choose how I participate or don't participate in Mm -hmm. following those rules. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for for making that distinction between boundaries and rules, how one is personal Mm -hmm. and the other one, the rules are for the community as a whole. Yes. And so as parents, um, what we're doing is we're actually modeling for our kids of how we create our own boundaries Mm -hmm. and and also live within that boundary. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and feel good about it. Yeah. So an example is name calling. So I have a boundary that I don't participate in conversations with name calling. Mm -hmm. It's not okay for me to be called names. It's not okay for me to call people names. And if I hear someone name calling, especially to someone who, you know, might, you know, be marginalized in some way or, you know, perceive a difference of power, then I'm, I'm not going to participate in that conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not willing. I'm not willing. I'm not going to join in. I'm not going to ignore it. Right. Mm -hmm. I might 
I might try to change the subject. I might speak up and say, hey, that's not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Right? I might say, I gotta go, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not willing to participate in mm-hmm. a conversation with name calling, right? Yeah. Technically, where I live, we got free speech. We can say mean things about each other, right? Right, right, right. But it's not okay for me personally. Right. Because it's not in alignment with my values. Right, right. And and I think um, some this is also related to something you talked about earlier, which is the resource boundary. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, because we, again, kind of going back to modeling for our kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it, you know, when it comes to, let's say, for example, spending money, sometimes we would justify for ourselves to, you know, in the moment to tell ourselves, well, I deserve this, right? Mm. And in that moment, it could almost feel like I'm creating, I'm I'm setting boundaries for myself. I deserve this. Mm. But then there's this fine line between using that I deserve this tagline mm-hmm. to actually looking at us without emotional attachment and looking at it as more of a resource boundary. So the so the real question isn't about do I deserve this or I I deserve this, right? Like you act is asking yourself. It's mm. really is this the best time and best way to spend my resources at this moment? Yes. And so you know, and these are like the really gray areas that that um where people maybe hearing something, you know, whether it's a boundary tip or whether it's a self-affirmation or self-confidence, self-love tip about, I deserve all, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I always say that if you in that moment have to tell yourself, I deserve this, right? Mm-hmm. Or I deserve this. Then you know that's actually a clue that deep down you actually don't believe you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if if you true, I mean, if you truly believe, like you said, everyone is valuable. Yeah. The way we're born, then there's no question mm-hmm. of whether you deserve it or not. And that's not even a question, right? Yeah. It's true it, because it, when we, yeah, we understand we're born valuable. Yeah. Then I don't need someone else to validate my value. Right. right. And I don't need to prove to anybody that I deserve anything. Right. right. Like That's I'm already right. valuable. It's given. It's right. not going to change based on what I do or don't do because right. it was given right. to me when I was born. And I agree. The decision making piece is, is important to me. And one of the questions, one of the tips, tools that I offer is if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Mm-hmm. And if I say no to this, what am I saying yes to? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, just slowing it down and really thinking through, mm-hmm. right? What's okay for me and what's not okay for me. And if I say yes to this thing, and sometimes we get mixed up with indulgence and self care, by the way. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> if I say yes to this thing, then what am I saying no to? Right. And if I say no to this thing, what am I saying yes to? I actually like that if I say no to this, what might I be saying yes to even better? Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. saying no is a learned skill and anyone can learn it. Right. 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 And we say no to something that's not serving us because we want to something be able to say yes to, yeah, things that'll bring us peace or joy or, you know, more sustainability or whatever right. values we want right. to. Right. Achieve. Right. 
Yeah. So, so really, it's about shifting our mindset and understanding that boundaries could be at different levels.、Mm-hmm. You know, one is more at the personal level, at the emotional level, but then there are other times it's it's more like it's about resource. It has、mm-hmm. nothing to do with you. It's not nothing personal, right?、Yes. It's, it's not about I'm creating a boundary for myself because I deserve it as a person. It's it's like no, it's just about a resource, you know.、Yes. And at this moment, there's a limited amount of resource, and therefore we need to be strategic and smart and savvy about how to allocate those resources. Yes, and you know this comes up in my own family sometimes because、um, I'm thinking about times when we've wanted to do like a family trip, right?、Mm-hmm. We wanted to do a family vacation or.、Um, My family likes to go on cruises because they live in Florida, and so that's kind of a fun way for thing for them to do that, or、um, you know, whatever it is that the family wants to do together. And we all have different levels of financial resources, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, we might be in a position to be able to be like, "Yeah, I'm in. Like, let's do this trip." And then sometimes we might not be right. And it's so interesting to see kind of how it all plays out. Right,、mm-hmm. and to be able to say, "I love you, and I want to be able to connect with you and spend time with you," and I've decided not to spend my resources on this trip. Right?、Mm-hmm. It might sound a little bit harsh, right? But for that person, it might be saying yes to this trip might mean credit card debt, right? Yeah. yeah. It might be saying no to the trip might. Mean, you know, a feeling of financial peace. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we don't know what people. We think we know what people's financial resources are, but we don't really know what their financial resources are.、Um, but it's so interesting to see how that plays out and the relationships. And what I can tell you is that when we have those hard conversations in easy ways with love, if we can express love and connection, respect, kindness for the person. And then say no to the request for whatever reasons resonate with us. It actually builds connection in the relationship、mm-hmm. because、yeah. we're showing up authentically. We're being honest. That's right.、We're, we and, are and, valuing and, that person. That's right, and that's very, very self-empowering.、Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these wisdom. So, in your definition, this is a question that I like to ask all of my、uh, guests. What is your definition of success?、Mm. My definition of success is: I am setting a goal, and I am making and keeping those commitments to myself.、Mm, keeping integrity to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And so, how does money show up for you as a as a money coach? I always love to ask people this question. Yeah,、um, money shows up for me when I show up for it.、Um, mm. I invite money to be my friend.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. I invite money to come hang out with me. I believe that money is there to serve me, and that I have exactly the right amount,、mm-hmm. and that I—I I mean, I—we're just buddies. Like, come on, money, come hang out. That's how I think of it. Awesome. Well, thank you. And so, how do people find you if they want to learn more about boundary coaching? Oh, sure.、Um, you can find me online. My website is www.boundariescoach.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a podcast called "Let's Talk Boundaries" with Mary Brown.、Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to my website, you can take a little fun, quick quiz to kind of see how boundaries are showing up for you、mm-hmm. in your life.、Uh, 
Um, and you can find me on social media too. Great, great. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom. I am sure uh, this is a topic that probably resonates with a lot of people because all of us probably have a certain level, a varying degree of people pleasing and not necessarily clear are on, you know, what are the boundaries and, and that could show up in all areas of life, whether it's relationships, whether it's parenting or, or in your financial world, or maybe even in your health, right? You know, how? Yes. Yeah. So, so it's a very, very in- important topic. And I'm so grateful that you're here to share your words of wisdom. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. If you ever have doubt for a moment about yourself, your capability, or your worthiness, please remember to keep coming back to these stories and lean in. Draw the wisdom and strength from these incredible women and know that you also have what it takes to live a fulfilling life. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.